Right, welcome to the latest edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. Here today is myself, Barry, and joined by Paul. Good evening, Paul. Evening, Barry. Rob, how are you doing, Rob? Yeah, not too bad, Barry. Excellent, eh? And Gareth, how, how's it hanging? Fine, thank you. Excellent Bye. stuff. Right, so we've got quite a bit to talk about tonight, haven't we? We've got two games to uh, review, and also we've got a game to preview. So without further ado, I think we should get stuck into uh, get stuck into last Saturday's game, the game against Fulham. I mean, from my point of view, I, I came off the ground quite disappointed, frustrated that we hadn't, um, you know, got at least a point out of the game. Whether our performance warranted that or not, I don't know. Hugo had to score, didn't he? Uh, he had to score. We still had chances, didn't we? <laughs> we can pick the chances out. Gomez's effort hit the bar. Corners three, one and one. Boyce at the far post in the first half. There were, there were numerous chances, but uh, I still felt, I thought it was a little bit flat. What did you think, Paul? I, yeah, I think, like you say, there was chances. Um, Fulham played pretty well. There was, obviously, there was a couple of goals for them. Um, same result as last year. Um, yeah, Fulham played pretty well. Um, we had our chances, as you say. But I think, you know, the key man on the pitch was Berbatov, because he just ticked everything over for him. Yeah, Berbatov, I thought Berbatov was fantastic. I mean, he was, if, if we go to Rob now, Rob, he, he, he's, he's, play, he was, he's a class player, isn't he? He is. Berbatov's a class act, and I think one of his downfalls is sometimes it can appear that he's not putting a shift in, and I think that's why a lot of Man United fans sort of got on his back regularly, and possibly why Ferguson maybe didn't pick him a lot, but you can see uh, from Saturday's game, it He's a cla- like, like I said, he's a class act. He's got a great touch. Uh, he can bring others into play. Uh, like you saw for Hugo's goal, picked yeah. him out on a sixpence. Tremendous. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I noticed there were times in the game he was sat on the edge of the back four. A centre forward was so deep, but he was picking the ball up, and it, it was he's creating attacks, and it was just fan- it, it was it was fantastic to watch, and, and I, I like watching you know really good players, and uh, it was. In a way, it was a pleasure to watch him, you know, the performance he put in. I thought he was superb. But Fulham, Fulham looked a decent side. What did you think about, about that, Gareth? Fulham's display? I think there was a general feeling of disappointment as we all left the ground. But my first comment on, on this list that I've got here says Fulham played very well, which they did. They played very well. Uh, Berbatov was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ronalega goal from across, a duplicate of what he'd done 10 minutes previous. There'd been a a chance earlier but we had our chances there's no doubt we had our chances and according to the BBC website we had eight corners and made very little of them we don't score from corners do we um, oh but we did we did <laughs> oh, yeah. we did yeah. we did but it was yeah. cleared and then yeah. scrambled back corners, second, second think, ball wasn't it dead balls on Saturday we, you know, we, we wasted so many of them the crossing yeah. was terrible in terms of we really wasted what we could have you know, it, it was our own downfall. I thought Borussia was a bit, uh, a bit off on, on Saturday for me. I know I don't know if his carry had the effects of that knock he had, or it looks a little bit unfit. But I remember seeing him picking the ball up in the second half, uh, counter attack on, and he was just so laborious coming forward. And it, by the time he made the halfway line, Fulham had six, seven players back, and uh, great player John Borussia. But he, he, he just seemed, he seemed off on Saturday. Yeah, like I say, I mean, I mean, the, the the thing for me was it was the wasting of the possession, and it's not something we do. You know, I mean, so Ben Watson give it away a few times. Figgy's normally good with a cross. 
he, he missed a few crosses. I, I think the player that I didn't feel gave it away. And, and there's always that thing of positive reinforcement when you spot something and then every time they do something wrong you miss it and then obviously we have certain players the other way around where people are blind to the good things they do. Um, but I thought James McCarthy had a good game on Saturday. I thought he was going to see Yori Gomez for a moment then. James McCarthy was the one that I noticed yeah. first. Right, yeah. Well, mm. for me, Gomez stood out for mm. me. So, I mean, people see different things in the game, don't they, Robin? Yeah, I had uh, McCarthy down for the man of the match as right. well uh, from Saturday's game. Um, purely and simply, I think I may have gone for Gomez if he'd scored his chat. I think he should have scored from just inside the box when he hit on the side of the bar. That's and cracking shot, though. It right? was, it was, but I think he should be burying that from 16 yeah. yards out. And there was another part of the game where he was around 25 yards out. Fulham defence was really narrow. He could have slid in Sean Maloney, which pro- he probably would have got in one on one with the keeper, and he's blasted it over the bar. Uh, I think just I absolute decision that. making, yeah. and yeah. I think he could have slipped him in. Yeah. And if he would have done that, I would have Gomez would have taken the man of the match box yeah. for me. But he was only on the pitch an hour as well, weren't he, Gomez? He was. Yeah. I thought he was influential, you know, in the game. What did Absolutely. you think? As you say, we had our chances. Yeah. Gomez, I thought, played very well. I must agree. Uh, a lot of people do slag him off, but I, I personally thought he was very good. McCarthy as well was very yeah. good. But Baselli had a good chance. Cast iron chance to score a goal. Cole, Cole <laughs> was one on one. Yeah, really probably should have done better. His first touch wasn't good. Yeah. When I saw that uh, the Baselli chance uh, live. I, I mean, he was claiming the keeper had saved it, but I thought he'd been clipped. I thought, I sh- shouted penalty. Mm. Penalty, I thought somebody clipped him from me. But watching again, <laughs> it was it was, it was was comical. But he's hit it with the outside of his left foot, hasn't he? He's, he's snatched at it. Yeah. And uh, again, it's, it's it's no confidence and pressure and everything else. And it's, it's a difficult skill to do, isn't it? When, when, it's, when everything's on, you know. Um, but yeah, Corny, Corny's one-on-one. Just that last touch, once it took it away from him. He had three touches and the last one just took it away from him. And it was, yeah. Just yeah. showed a little bit too much to the keeper, didn't it? Yeah. But the goal that we did score, what was ruled out, I mean, I know they were still gone one before Maloney put it in, but for me, Gomez wasn't offside. When you watch the playback, it came off the full player. Yeah, I haven't had the benefit Ooh. of a replay on that one, so I can't really comment. I might be totally wrong, by the way. definitely on side. He was in an offside position, wasn't he? Whether or not it was he was, well, it, it becomes a bit farcical, the rules then, doesn't it? If it's yeah. come off a fallen player. Yeah, well, it, if it's... He it, uh, it can't be offside. If it's Chikorito up at Old Trafford, that mm. flag won't swing on up, would it? No, probably not. Yeah, so overall... Disappointed? Yeah, I think I think we've looked at the the chances we missed. Um, in terms of the goals we conceded, I felt we could have got to a pair of them. You know, Brian Ruiz was crowded out. I mean, Figueroa moved out of position, which has been picked up in various yeah. places. Also, Joe didn't drop back either. Yeah. Yeah. But Ruiz should never have got the ball out of three no. people. No, you know, he was crowded. They, they had it. They should have just smothered him. Yeah. Sort the ball off that. You know, first goal. Berbatov, you're just giving him too much space and time, haven't you? And he just, yeah. you know, like, um, as we said, he picked out Figueroa, like, uh, sorry, picked out Ugo with a with a perler. Yeah, it was. It was reminiscent of his goal against Stoke a couple of seasons back for us, wasn't it? it was mm. Carbon copy. Carbon yeah, copy. Pick him out. Um, Tony Adams didn't come from the left, not the right, <laughs> well, yeah. or the other way around. It was um, mirror image. Tony Adams was saying about how, how well he got his arm across Gary Caldwell, so Gary Caldwell couldn't 
jump up to challenge him. Right. Intelligent player. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I always said Hugo was intelligent. Mm. We noticed something else that he was doing. He's a very intelligent runner, Hugo Rodriguez. He, ne- he, he, he will chase a ball down, but he doesn't look as uh, as grafting as, as Franco looks. If he can put pressure on somebody, he will. But as soon as he realises that he's onto a loser, he stops. Mm. Uh, and then... So he does it yeah. again yeah. later on. Very intelligent. I always liked him. I think uh, Hugo deserves another pat on the back. He showed a lot of respect to us Wigan fans. He did, did yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. And that was good to see. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was that. Yeah. Anyway, it's that old Wigan thing, isn't it? I mean, Antonio Valencia is very similar, isn't he, when he plays against us? And I remember Valencia not celebrating when he scored for United. Yeah. yeah. And it, like you say, it's, it's, it's nice that. And it shows that the club means, still means something to him. And it's, it's good, good stuff. Aye, uh, so Martin Yol, Fulham, we never beat him. Well, there's one interesting thing that I spotted, because um, you come away disappointed, but if you look on the BBC website at the stats for possession, shots off target, shots on target, mm-hmm. we were absolutely on a par with what we did against Fulham last season at home. When we battered them 2 0. When nil. we battered them and lost 2 0. Yeah. They, they obviously did a bit better in their stats, but you know, I felt in that game. We gave it away in the in the same way in that we dominated the game that time. We dominated the chances and we got caught by two sucker punches. Mm. This time we created as much possession as much, but didn't do anything with it. So United and Fulham went the way this season, but uh, it looks like if we're moving on now, it looks like we might be building a little bit of momentum in the uh, Capital One Cup. Last night, Rob. Yeah. Great result. Great it was performance. Tremendous. Uh, obviously, I didn't get down there myself uh, for your work commitments and whatnot, but uh, listened it to on, on Wish. Sounded like it was a great performance. Uh, yeah. The only, suppose, negative you can say was giving the sloppy goal away again, which I hope we don't continue to do that. Have uh, you seen it? Uh, yes, I have. He was a little bit inexplicable, really, it wasn't was, it? Yeah. yeah, I don't know whether he's. Fi- was it MacArthur? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, not quite sure what he was thinking, whether he's not seen Maiga out the corner of his eye. He passed it to him, though, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. He's obviously not got his head up, has he? No. Uh, West Ham pressing us early on. Yeah. Uh, maybe they were, we weren't expecting that amount of mm. intense pressure. But it, it gives us a nice kick up, kick up the backside, and uh, within seven minutes, Gareth, we're, we're back in the game. Baselli. 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 The man. A good word to start with, really. Yeah. Um, scored two goals. Yeah. The chip was uh, Messi esque. Yes. As people have been saying. Yes. Um, let's hope he can transfer that into some Premier League games. I thought his first goal was was, uh, was fantastic. I mean, a, a proper goal scorer's goal. Got himself in front of the defender, uh, left footed, stretching as well, diverted it into the bottom corner. Mm. A team like ours, when we're thinking about putting balls into the box, surely that's the sort of balls that we need to be going in the box. And I, I think, flitting back briefly to last Saturday, we put too many eyeballs into the box. On Tuesday night, there was low balls, medium night, uh, and give our forwards a bit of a chance to get on the end of them. What did you think, Paul? Have you seen the goals? Yeah, um, like Gareth said, it's Messi-esque. Um, lovely turn to pick it up. Goes through... Goes through um, like you said, Messi-esque. Thank you. <laughs> 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 I'm not, you know, I'm um, like you said, it was Messi-esque. He took the ball, he turned with it, um, went past, sort of took out a couple of players with his with his movement, and then just dinked it over the advancing keeper. It is great 
from the perspective of, of the fallout from Saturday, where they're suggesting that it's you know maybe it's time to shake up the first eleven. The guys that are, are sort of on the fringes of the first eleven need to be putting pressure on, and that's exactly what they did last night in in style. It also gets the the spirits back up around the club, and it just sets us up for Saturday. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, we could, our bench last night was a great bench, wasn't it? Corney, yeah, uh, Boyce, Gomez all sat on the bench waiting to come on. Um, Gomez obviously came on. Yeah. What do you think of his penalty? Was he surprised Bosselli didn't take it? Uh, extremely. Uh, I mean, especially when you look at he's not been starting games in the Premier League, Bosselli. I mean, if he puts that down and scores, Martinez can't leave him out of the team then if he's scoring that trick, can he? Away from home. But, you know, a bit, a bit disappointed he didn't take it, but then again, we've hit the back of the net anyway. It's so. professional protocol, though, isn't it? You know, and I, I think it takes the romance out of it, but what it does, it shows that. Were that we we mean to win it, we mean to be clinical. There's no you know there's no room for sentiment. Gomez was a penalty taker, ball, and what is it? How, how, what a beautiful penalty dispatched. It was Keeper, no chance whatsoever. Uh, it's clinical until like that Gomez, absolutely clinical. It is. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Talk, talking of clinical, I think it's in the post-match interview with the Roberto where he's saying that doing enough is not enough. We've got to go out to destroy teams and. And be constantly working at our top level. You know, it'd have been very easy to sit back a couple of goals up and, and, and just take it easy, but he's not happy with that. He wants full commitment yeah. all the time. It's spot on. It's uh, two games of Capital One Cup, two 4 1 wins, so that's 8 4 2 against, and both away from home as well, Gareth. And West Ham, which is always a good one. Oh, I, like, yeah. I always <laughs> like getting one over on West Ham, I really do. Yeah. Um, Ramis's goal hasn't got a mention. A cracking strike. Yeah, yeah. A cracking yeah. strike, you know. Yeah. Uh, but they let him run with it, didn't they? They, they? they were backing off and he's coming through the midfield with the ball at his feet. And, and then it was like a typical continental centre half, wasn't it? Right, if you're letting me do this, I'll put it in that, in that bottom corner. Yeah. It's in the angle I saw that I saw it on the um, Latics player, the angle, it looked like there was no back lift. It was almost, almost looked like he was doing one of them comedy flicks with, his, like, with a stick in his leg behind his foot. You know, sticking his, his leg behind his standing leg and, and yeah. taking it like that. I'm trying to demonstrate it, but it doesn't work on <laughs> it. It not work on audio, does it? Yeah. I, know, and, I noticed another thing about with the Ramis goal as well, which proves that he's settling in to laugh in the back three. Uh, basically, because you've got the three at the back, one of you has always got the ability to join in the attacks and go forward with the ball. Now, I'm not sure Ramis is played in many back threes at Mallorca, but that showed last night that he's thinking about it and he carried it, like I said, he's got it to what, 25 yards out and levered it, so he's now fitting into that back three role and yeah. knows uh, how the system's working better. And I think that's down to Martinez. Martinez has been very good and very brave with Ramis because he's played every minute of every game yeah. for the Latics this season. He's played him in every minute of every game yeah. and he's making sure that he settles in. It's fantastic. Yeah. So, great result. Danny Dyer had a bit of a strop online. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Wigan has all sorts of names. But it doesn't matter, does it? We come away. Who do we want in the next round? Who do we not want? Home draw. Home lower time. league opposition. Yeah, Bradford would be great, wouldn't yeah, it? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. For lots of reasons. I'd love to see Bradford play at the DW. Man United will probably get Bradford, though. We'll probably get Chelsea or something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I, I mean... 
when we got to the final, we, we drew Newcastle, didn't we, in one of the rounds? Remember that yeah, game? Yeah, and, yeah, uh, we beat them one nil, and Shiro were playing, and they were all going mad. And you know, it's got, this season's got a feel of that season about it for me. And I think that we could do something this year in this cup. Now I've said that, I know we're going to get knocked out next round, but but at this moment in time, I really do believe we could do something in this competition. End of February, are we all going Wembley? I'll be, be the hotel now. <laughs> yeah, we need it. I think the squad is better placed, though. I think previously our squad's not been good enough to compete in a cup competition as well as the Premier League. And I think this year we're better equipped to, 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 to look at both. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll create competition, which is always good, isn't it? Well, Miachi and uh, Manaman played, of course, played last night, and there's been quite a few people calling for them to play in the first team anyway, haven't there? I mean, obviously we didn't we didn't see see the game live, but me actually sounded like he had a great game. For me, McManaman sounded like he had a good game, but the commentary that I heard it was McManaman's on the ball, and then it fizzled. It seemed to fizzle out. There was no end product. I don't know if I'm being a bit unfair on him or not. I don't know. We made, definitely made a difference on Saturday when they came on, didn't we? I know oh, we they did, yeah. We didn't well, cover it. They were full of energy, weren't they, on Saturday? Mm, Both yeah. of them full of energy. Because that's one thing for me that we're missing. The energy levels weren't there Saturday. Yeah, there wasn't the intensity, was there? Yeah. Uh, especially first half, we, we never got going at all. No, it was very lethargic, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Gomez and Maloney play the same type of football. Yeah. In the and, same and, position. Yeah. yeah. And it, 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 it works better if you've got one or the other. Yeah. I, I think Maloney doing what he did at the back end of last season has perhaps taught Jordi Gomez what Roberto's been trying to teach him mm. for months. But some of the best football I've ever seen us play was against Newcastle United when Maloney and Gomez were on the field at the same time and mm. we played keep ball. And we looked like mm. Barcelona. Yeah, but it was awesome. absolutely magnificent. What about uh, Roberto then being chosen by the FA, Gareth? What do you, have you heard about that today? That's come out. I have, yes. What do you make of that? Well, the issue is, what he said is absolutely 100% correct. We've all probably seen it on Sky Sports News repeated every 15 minutes today. The, the, the two challenges that were sort of, it basically talks about were, well, as he says, completely 100% should have been with, went the other way. Mm-hmm. But that's not the issue, is it? He shouldn't be saying it, is what the FA are saying. Um, so he'll be found guilty. But if, if they're saying this, then why force the managers to speak to the press seconds after the final whistle? Because they're hanging them out to dry, aren't they? This is what they do. The emotions are, are so high. He's just seen his team demolished and he's seen a referee put in a, a really poor performance. I mean, what do they expect him to say? You know, and then, then sometimes it comes out with the cliches, don't they? The, or the rhetoric the managers and fans get. Oh, why are they saying positives this or positives that? And in a way, it's like them biting the tongue, isn't it, to yeah. stop them getting into trouble. But I remember him getting into trouble over um, Gary Caldwell sending off at Eastland. Um, yeah, Eastland's yeah. um, back to tennis. Back. Yeah, um, it was when we had the bright orange kit. Yeah. And the referee came out and said, look, I saw, I saw him go in with two feet. And the answer's like, well, hang on. He's got bright orange socks on. And he didn't go in with two feet when you look at the replay. So how did you see two bright orange socks? And yeah. it just makes an absolute mockery of it that he's getting fined. Because, I, I mean, the reason he got fined that time was because he called him a liar. Because he said he, for saying he'd seen something that he couldn't have seen because the replay showed it wasn't there. Well, the referee at United, Old Trafford, was a uh, young 
referee Michael Oliver I think he's got a decent future in the gaming car I think he's a decent referee the referee at Eastlands that night was another young referee Stuart Atwell who's since been demoted because he's a bag of crap and he, every game is in there's, there's, there was controversy in it you know so if they end up demoting a referee but they've charged managers with bringing the game into disrepute for saying exactly you know what they've ended up doing it for it seems like a a bit of uh, hypocrisy. Yeah, yeah. I was mm. going to say kettle and pot, but yeah, it's the same it's thing. Hypocrisy. Isn't it? yeah. Yeah. On one hand, you, you're completely <coughs> accepting that he's 100% right. On the other hand, you're telling him off for for yeah. having the audacity to open his mouth and say it. Yeah. Both incidents had Danny Welbeck. You know, one was a, a dive, and he yeah. was given a penalty for it, and the other one was a ridiculous challenge on Franco. Yeah. Uh, what about, I mean, nobody's mentioned the challenge of Paul Scholes on Sean Maloney in the edge of our box. Mm, terrible. That was a sending off. We didn't even get a free kick. It cleaned him out. Raised two hands in the air to say play on, you know, Michael Oliver. And the other and the second nearly scored off it. It was incredible, that. that was an inc- but the, the assistant referee stood on that side as well, stirring straight at it. Incredible decisions. Maybe okay. the FA should look at actually what's gone on instead of bringing... Roberto to be, yeah. you know, um, but it's not. It's not just us, though, is it? I mean, if it was just Wigan Athletic and we were crying about it, and it's, it's like, you know, was crying over spilt milk, etc. But it's not. It's it's almost every team in the league, the smaller clubs outside the outside the top six, are suffering from these stupid, horrendous decisions. The, another point I was I was thinking about though is, like I said, Michael Oliver, who's in his twenties, Stuart Atwell was in his twenties. Do you think they're old enough to, to uh, experience enough within life itself, not just in football, to, to, to officiate in these big, uh, these big stadiums with all the pressure? I think a big part of it is, for me, ex-referees should have, have played foot the game themselves, so they know patterns of the games, they anticipate the game better. Whereas, it, you know, they, they've only been, so what, what, what oh, was, Apple was, think, was 26, I think, yeah. when he started refereeing uh, professionally. I do think that is too young. I think That's he does right. need a bit, bit more experience, certainly within football yeah. at some level. At twenty six, anyway, a lot of the referees, a lot of referees uh, end up refereeing because they can't play football. I think yeah. Mar- is it Mark Holtz? One of them was a goalkeeper. I think it might have been Mark Holtz who was a goalkeeper. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah, but apart from that, I mean, but a goalkeeper doesn't play out, does it? I mean, what do they do? That's <laughs> You're going to have a big problem now, though, with getting ex players refereeing because, yeah. well, you think the. The, especially top level, they're getting paid X amount of money, loads of money. When they retire, they're not going to be motivated to become a referee on forty grand a year, are they? And the other thing as well, I mean, the careers you extended nowadays, isn't it? Because they get better medical and the fitter, so the careers are going on till the mid thirties. Yeah. And then to start refereeing after that, by the time they get the experience, you're talking like the forty, forty-five year old and yeah. coming up to retirement before. So that, I think that could be another problem. I don't know what the answer is, but. So, what do you think Roberto's going to do? Just accept his punishment, says sorry, or do you think he should say, "Listen here, chaps," and 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 set, you know, put a case forward? He'll get fined again. Yes, <laughs> yes. he should. But if he get fined again, yeah, those that can come out and tell it like it is that the FA can't find. As you say, he isn't the only one. Brendan Rodgers, I believe, has made some scathing comments regarding last Sunday's game. Yeah. Was that Mark Halsey that refereed? Yeah, it was, Mark yeah. Halsey refereed that. Yeah, he's had a bit of stick, hasn't he? Yes, yes. Um, so it's not just Roberto, so perhaps the FA need to look at what's actually going on. 
instead of the after-match complaints. Yeah, it's, I think technology's got to play its part. It's got to play its part sooner, sooner rather than later. Not just goal line technology. It's got to be all over the pitch. I mean, there's decisions that they end up they cost it because it costs communities, not football clubs. I mean, if we ever get relegated off one of these dodgy decisions, there's so much is going to you know hit the fan. Wigan Athletic, you know, all the community side, the jobs, everything that's related to it. Uh, it's just there's too much at stake, I think, for uh, you know referees to be put under pressure and make dodgy decisions. Anyway, so that's that nailed. <laughs> Saturday, off up to Sunderland, Martin O'Neill's team. Now Sunderland, we've played away ten times at Sunderland, both at the Stadium of Light and Roker Park. Any idea of our record? It's not great. It's not great. Well, we've actually won out of the ten games. We've won four and drawn three. So we've only lost three times up there. I think that's pretty, pretty, quite good. Pretty quite good, even. Um, yeah, it's quite good, that, isn't it? I think last season we went up there, cost Steve Bruce's job. There's, there's talk of a bit of unrest at the moment with Martin O'Neill. He's drawing too many games, uh, so there's a bit of pressure on him. I'm not saying you know it's going to cost him his job if he loses, but he's under a bit of pressure. What do you think of Saturday? Paul? Well, the rate they're going, if we keep Fletcher quiet, we're laughing, aren't we? Yeah. He's the only player that's scored from this season, isn't he? I, I think, yeah. Um, they said, they were saying, um, obviously last year we, we went up there and we, we, we sneaked a, um, a win right at the back end with the, the story of last year being a 2-1 away win in which we got, I think we got that five or six of. That'll do again nicely. Oh, nice, thank, yeah. thank you very much yeah, nicely yeah. On, yeah. on Saturday. A point will do, then we don't get in the uh, in the rut and, nah. and start worrying about losing eight on the bounce again. Yeah, although I think last night prob- probably stopped that from coming mm-hmm. into play, but I'd say definitely take a point, but I, I think we can we can get a victory. What do you think, Rob? Yeah, I think I'd be obviously satisfied with a point. Uh, but looking at Sunderland's record since March, I don't think they've won in the Premier League since March. O'Neill under a lot of pressure. We've just come off the back of a 4-1 win, uh, albeit in the League Cup last night. Uh, Air Spirits are going to be a bit higher than those. They've got Lee Catamol missing. Not sure how much of a miss he's going to be, uh, to be honest with him. Character seems to keep himself on the pitch these days. Sunderland got some... Good, very good players. I really rate Stefan Sessignon. I think he's going to be moving on to bigger and better things in the near future. McLean as well, uh, who we narrowly missed out on apparently last, well not summer gone, summer before. And Fletcher, obviously, I think keep keep them free quiet, and I, I can see us definitely taking the three points. Yeah. Mm. Gareth, well, in Sunderland's four games this season, they've drawn four times. So I think the chances are a draw. Be a draw. <laughs> <laughs> so as you said, one point would be a fair return yeah. really for a trip up to Sunderland, uh, and I'd quite happy. I'd be quite happy with a, a yeah. one-all draw. This has got like smatterings of the, of the Stoke game, what we played earlier in the season. They, they'd have a series of draws when we met them. They also play in red and white stripes. Yeah, a bit of a connection. And, and, and they're a draw specialist. I think if teams tend to be draw specialists, don't they? And, and, and they seem to draw every week. I mean, we, we were like that a couple of seasons ago uh, and we got out of it. Any players stand out? I know uh, Rob's mentioned Sessing Young and uh, McLean, Fletcher. Any, anybody else stand out for you? 
Well, as Rob said earlier, uh, Lee Catamore's not going to be playing, is he? No. Stuart Atwell sent him off last night, he so did. That, uh, yeah. that ceased to his uh, next yeah. few games, but sat on the sideline. Fletcher's the man, isn't he? Fletcher's the He's man. He's been scoring the goals. Yeah. Um, mm. So if we keep him quiet with Ramis and... Yeah, he's playing quite well into this season, Fletcher. I mean, when he was at, I know he was another player we was interested in, weren't we? When he was at Arts, was it Arts or Ebbs he was at? One of the Scottish, Ebbs, when he was at Ebbs. But Burnley stumped up the one they didn't to bring him yes. down. He did quite all right at Burnley, moved on to Wolves. But for, for me, at Wolves, he was, he was sort of, um, I don't, did he have injuries? Because he was sort of in and out all the time. He, he didn't seem to be on fire like he is. I think last season he had a good run, didn't he? I mean, he scored 12 in a very poor Wolves team. I That's think it's a decent going. return. Yeah. I mean, they sort of money they paid for him in the end, I think. I know Burnley had the sell-on fee, 20% sell-on clause, so, so they needed to get a little bit more than probably what he's really worth. Um, and then the factor, obviously, that with him being classed as an homegrown player, that also comes into to it a bit. But... I suppose if you get a bit of transfer fee, he's definitely a good player. Probably a top eight sort of player for me. Up at Stadium of Light Pauls, it's a, it's a big ground when it's full, it's bouncing, but I don't think it'll be full on Saturday. You know, the referees, we've got our web, as we mentioned earlier. It's quite steady in terms of the only referee does once last season. Anybody any idea when that was? Uh, well, if I tell you the date, it was the 11th of February. Does that ring a bell? Was it Arsenal? No, it wasn't Arsenal. Bolton. It was Bolton away, yeah, and that was an iconic Ooh. game. The old day was iconic last year. So let's hope that's that's a bit of an omen for, for this game yeah. as well. Well, I think if we get a fair game, then the way we set up, we should be we should be okay to do something. You know, we, we've got a good solid defence, provided they don't make any mistakes. Keep hold of the ball, put the home team under pressure because they you know invite invite them to come out and try and do something and just beat him on the break or go straight through the middle with the yeah. possession. Yeah, let's get O'Neill the sack this season. Yeah. yeah, we've got a class of good record against Martin O'Neill, aren't we? With his Villa teams and then his, uh, his uh, Sunderland teams, obviously. Uh, Villa, they, they never, he never beat us with Villa, did he? No. He never beat us. And at Sunderland, I think they've only beat... Well, they, they, they give us a good tonking last season at our place, if you remember. Four, was it? Yeah. 4-1. Four, yeah. Four, but in that game... They, they didn't get a kick of the ball till half time when they scored the goal. Mm. They, they got a scrappy three kick. Do you remember the game? It was yeah, cool. Yeah, it was well. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. Night and uh, I don't think they got out of their half by one time with a minute to go in the first half. Craig Gardner hit a, a free kick. It caught the wind. It was in the back of the net. And they settled after that, didn't yeah. they? And they started to play. Yeah. But there was no panic at that yeah. time with the home fans because we thought, we're playing so well, we'll come out, we'll steamroll these yeah. in the second half. And it just never happened. Yeah, I think they, they went on. A very good run, didn't they? There was Ardens yeah. in the middle of that very good run. O'Neill. Yeah, the O'Neill factor. They had, they had the good yeah. feel, good factor. Yeah. Went, and they went on, what was it, quite a decent run of to make 12 games, I think it was something like that. Until they got to March. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then they didn't, obviously, then they didn't win a game after No, that. the bottom <laughs> fellows, then that's when yeah. we came into our own, weren't yeah. so, uh, so there is that as well, I mean, so we've always usually done well against Martin O'Neill teams. Touch would that, that may continue. So, what, have we got any forecasts? I'm going to go for a sneaky 2-1 away win. Paul? Well, I'm going for a sneaky 1-1 away draw. Uh, I always try to go for a positive result. I know a draw is a positive result, but I'm going to go for a 2-1 win. Right, so me and uh, Robert together. Yeah. Well, I'm going to agree with Paul. 
make it too off. No, I think one one as well. Uh, I think right. Baselli. I would like to see Baselli start. I'd be yeah. interested to see you Roberto picks on Saturday, following last night's uh, goal fest at West Ham. So. Uh, one that, piece. That will, I mean, just before we finish, I think that's going to be a very interesting factor on Saturday, the, the actual team selection. I mean, he's hinted himself, hasn't he, in, in the press today that, uh, you know, we're going to utilise the scope, we're going to, people's giving in questions now. It's just wondering who it is, who it is who's giving in questions. Is, is it Miace? You know, because for me, Boyce again exposed, he, he was exposed on, on Saturday again, um, he struggled. He needs something down that side. Oh, does he bring Stam in? And what's all this about Stam not even being on the bench? I don't understand that. That, that for me, it's building the circumstantial evidence for this rumour that the, there's a contract issue going on. Because the, the rest of the bench on Saturday was very lightweight in terms of defenders. The only person on there that you could call a defender was Dave Jones. The rest were all attacking options. Yeah. That's a good and then, point. And then he yeah. took two defenders off. <laughs> yeah. And brought Watson. And did, yeah. Watson into centre half. And yeah. didn't bring Jones on. No. Yeah, that's a very good point. Mm. Changes or similar teams, similar starting lineup to. Changes from Saturday's team, definitely yeah. for me. I think, like we just said, you've got to pick Stam uh, and Baselli as well for me. Baselli? Baselli for me. I think he, he should start on Saturday. I would also like to see Miachi being given a goal, whether he'll start or whether he'll just play a part yeah. uh, during the game come as an impact sub. But well, I, like I, I think play. both Miachi and Callum McManaman made an impact on Saturday. They definitely, they I, either them, of them, yeah. you know, potential to, to come in. But I was just, just whispering there about uh, Alcaraz and, this, and also De Santo, I mean, he's into that. Alcaraz is definitely out, and Di Santo's struggling as well. So well, we've, we've not seen the first choice defence yet, have we? Because it, there's always been one of the back, yeah. one of the four back three members yeah. unavailable. Well, that's why you need a qual- an extra quality player yeah. in there, isn't it? So like last year we had Gahuri, didn't we? Which was used to give me kittens every time he set foot on the field. Was that from that? Um, was it against Spurs where he, he turned it? Or was that against Bolton? He, t- he turned over on the far side, Bolton. right, right into the player. Bolton. It was it Kevin Davis? He turned yeah. into Chris Eagles. Oh, Kevin Alcaraz Davis. Did it as well. Yeah, Kevin, they turned yeah. right into him and yeah. gifted him the ball. That's yeah. like, oh. that, well, that was after an international break. Mm. I've got a theory about that as well. None of us said we're going to lose, so we're all optimistic, even though we got done at home. And then the other thing with this is, how good are we away from home? I mean, we've played four games away from home this season, and we've won three of them. If we won four out of five, we would all be happy. Yeah, so um, the only, I mean, the only place we lost was at Old Trafford. So, yeah. but I, I personally think we're a, we are a team who plays better away from home because that's the way we set up yeah. naturally. Mm, it's like the attacking set. Yeah. I always, I think we're very reminiscent to Brian Clough's Nottingham Forest of the nineteen seventy eight season, and they were a very counter attacking team. You're um, old enough to remember that. Yeah. Oh, am I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I've read it. I've read the books. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I watched the film. Buffet. It was good, though. Yeah, anyway, uh, yeah. So I, th- we, we, you know, it does. Re- we do remind uh, me of that team. Even at home, we play that sort of style a little bit. We're not as pressing, perhaps, as as what we we should be. Right, so uh, that brings us to a, a conclusion for this week's podcast. So it's it's good night from me, and good night, good night from, from us. us. <laughs> good night. <laughs>